Do we have intro music? Should we make our own? Uh, we're going to need something at some point, but we don't. <laughs> well, that was the introduction to the first ever Mythicast. <laughs> And That's our final product. That is not a work in progress. Okay. Why would we uh, want to edit that at all? It sounded perfect. Perfect. All right. So we are going to be talking about all things MIPA right here, right now. And this will be a somewhat regular occurrence, but who knows how regular it will be. Yeah. Like every 12 hours or so. Sure. Depending on the workday. Yeah. Like we we're definitely going to check in daily. <laughs> well seth's gonna be posting a lot of solo podcasts then <laughs> just my rants and rumblings yeah like you do anyway on the mippet thread right it's just gonna be verbal instead of written right a lot less typos and once we figure this out we're gonna be opening it up to everyone in the thread as well because this is brand new and seth doesn't know how to use technology so i've been trying to <laughs> educate him through audio and video chat Right. I'm talking into the right end of the mic, right? Yes, that is the correct microphone to talk into, yes. So I have a question about this MIPA cast. Right off the bat, I think we should we should get something right out in the open. What does MIPA stand for? You do not know what MIPA stands for? I'm assuming it's like something along the lines of mutual interest per people and... And then you didn't know how to finish it. <laughs> so MIPA uh, is the Massachusetts Invitational Poker Players Association. And uh, it dates back to when we were playing poker at Rick's old place in Newton where him and Chris lived. Right, 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 right. So it was such a popular poker game that you guys started a, uh, an association. Correct. <laughs> but, you don't, but you don't play poker anymore, so it ultimately was a failure. Well, we played poker every Sunday for like eight years. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it sounds about right. It was probably close to eight years where it was just about every Sunday we played. The USFL had a good run as well. They did. An end, I suppose. And we and all we all do mediocre fantasy sports. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> and then we all you know, took each other's money in one way or the other with the poker, and then it just somehow went into, you know, like you said, fantasy now sports. Now you guys are still taking money. Yes. Oh, and I think I lost Seth. Yeah, Seth throws on me. So we are using Messenger. Oh, connection lost. We are using Messenger to to try and do this podcast, and... I'm not sure if it was Seth's connection or my connection, but he is lost. And I wish you could see my computer screen right now because <laughs> his connection is lost. Oh, okay. Here he comes. Let me see if I can pick him back up. We're going to answer Seth. And... I lost you. I hope you were recording that entire time. Oh, I was. Because I went on a significant... <laughs> rant about thermal physics and astrological projections. I mean, it was doctoral level work. Unfortunately, it's going to be lost. <sighs> Do you want to repeat it right now? No, no, it's one. No, no, I don't. <laughs> it was a one-off thing. 
Yeah, I choose not to. Humanity's lost. Well, so be it, I guess. All right. Well, we wanted to talk about MIPA and yeah. the actual MIPA league. And we just had the first week of playoffs. What are your thoughts on the playoffs? Um, Kareem and Mike Hunt beat the Boston Robsters. And then kind of an upset, insert witty name over push it through. What do I think? Um, I don't know. It sucks that uh, the league is so large and the playoff field is so small, I guess. Um, it uh, This league definitely takes your focus, or I should say it, um, it, it demands more of your focus than I think other leagues. I've heard that in the past because of the size, the amount of teams, and just the um, the structure of the of the league being a full point PPR. It's just a different animal. This is a totally different league than I've ever been involved in. So um, it definitely demanded more from me this year, and uh, <laughs> for it not to have paid off in any significant way, <laughs> it really <laughs> it really sucks. Um, in well, terms of this past week's playoffs, though, I guess uh, you know. You said there was sort of an upset, but I don't know. Those teams are so good that really it, it didn't surprise me that um, that any of the four moved on. We should go back one thing. Didn't you play the, the your first season not knowing it was PPR? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my I didn't know it was PPR until like week three when I asked why the hell the scores was high. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that was a tough lesson to learn. I definitely uh, dog-eared the draft this year to remind myself it was PPR, and um, I don't know. It, it didn't. It didn't help. I guess. <laughs> I drafted Jimmy Garoppolo, and my whole season was downhill from there. Yeah, I um, I thought I had a good draft, but I apparently did not, since I only won once this year. Yeah, but that's more on you for trading away your best player to me. Although that worked out for you way better than it worked out for me. Right. And oh. can you call him my best player, though? Because he, how many points did he really get you at all this season? I don't know, like four. But four per week. So you know, <laughs> extrapolate that times 10 weeks and, I don't know, 40. My best player this year was Philip Rivers. And, yeah. uh, you know, I wasn't expecting him to do so well. And I, I was hoping when I drafted him, I was like, all right, you know, it'll be a late pickup. Hopefully he has a decent season because usually he does. Um, but then David Johnson didn't do anything the first couple of weeks. Le'Veon Bell didn't play at all this year. But I, I traded him to Garish, so that worked out in my favor as well. Um, and then I just, all my other team just didn't do anything at all. Yeah, the one thing I've learned this season, certainly, is that um, you do not have to extend yourself to find significant playmakers in the draft they'll definitely fall to you like there's no reason to go all in on a guy like Antonio Bryant who you think is going to have 120 re you know receptions when guys like Adam Thielen come out of the woodwork and you know I, I know that him out outpacing you know Antonio is maybe a fluke but you know he's just one of many of these mid-round guys that came out of nowhere so um moving forward I think I'm going to I'm going to always trade my first four. <laughs> I'm just gonna grab all the all the you know bridesmaids. So you're hoping to have like rounds ten through twelve, just all, all you. 
Yeah. Yeah. It it can't work out any worse than it worked out for me this year. (laughs) Now, you got eliminated in the last week of the playoffs, right? Or of the regular season? I I did, and I was eliminated by, insert witty name, (laughs) who then went on to upset the number three seed. So, you know, I don't feel bad, I guess, about being eliminated. I mean, he was clearly the better team. Really, every team was the better team than my team all year. I had a very roller coaster season, three wins. Then Fitzpatrick went down, who I had to pick up because Garoppolo sucks. And then after Garopp- and then after Fitzpatrick went down, I lost five in a row. Then I was able to win my last four games just to sneak into the playoffs, only to be, you know, ousted by by Fahey at the last, at, you know, at at the eleventh hour. Whatever, you know, fantasy sucks. I'm over it. I'm, you know, I'm done with this whole podcast. This thing's over. I'm done. See now, now you say you're done, but you have been pumping up the the uh, Hooters bracket in the MIPA thread, and I, I think you're just looking for that free dinner that um, that uh, Finley didn't know about. <laughs> yeah, it's truly all I have left in my life, so I need this to go well for me. Um, not only am and, and and I just want to put on record, not only am I going to win the Hooters and get a free dinner, I'm going to push for it to also be free drinks. I know that wasn't that wasn't explicitly discussed. I'm just not going to bring any money with me to Hooters. <laughs> so you're just going to show up and say, "Oh, okay, everything's paid for me, all inclusive," and you're going to be downing, you know, whatever the quote unquote top shelf drinks are at Hooters. <laughs> I, I think that'd be Blue Moon, <laughs> yeah. the most expensive cocktail. Um, yeah, that's my plan. It doesn't matter anyway because I only have three picks for the entire 14-round draft. <laughs> so I'm going to be doing a lot of eating and drinking. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens at the draft and where it's going to... What's your take on the winner chooses where the draft is held? That's fine. I mean, for me, you know, selfishly, I have to travel no matter where it is. Unless we do it down in AC, which is always a possibility. But um, since that'll never happen, I'm always going to have to travel either way. So it's a fun little caveat. I think anything that that um, puts more emphasis on trying to win and, you know, um, creating more of a divide between the North Shore guys and the South Shore guys. It's, it's always a little fun. <laughs> Although I'm not sure how many North Shore guys are even in the league. Me, Rick, Chris. Who else? Is Holter considered a North Shore guy? I don't know. Is Waltham considered North Shore? I think that's like Metro West. Metro West. He's in his own. He's a subdivision. Um, I, I guess Garish would be nor- and Garish and Will are North Shore. I mean, I, I, now, I, do you consider Bill Ricker and Lowell North Shore? Yeah, I think for this in this circumstance, you have to. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Well, and and Finley, go- Finley now. Finley's not even in the league. Who's Finley? <laughs> Who is this Finley? We keep. So, about? so that's a good question. D- does he even count being in the league if he's not in the MIPA thread? He's not in the MIPA thread. He doesn't participate in the Hooters Invitational Tournament. Now, that's not his fault. Although, it is his fault for not being in the MIPA. It all comes back to being in the MIPA chat. And so, what was that um, that other social media thing that he signed up for? I don't know. I, I don't know. WhatsApp? <laughs> I think it's Kek. Actually, <laughs> Grinder. Yes. It's definitely, it's one of those three. That's how he met Al on Grinder. I think is what it was because Al is definitely on Grinder <laughs> for like a totally different reason. But yeah, weirdly <laughs> enough, he is. And he has like five different accounts probably as well. 
five days of the week, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, so, goodness. How long has the, um, you know, since I'm the resident newbie in this, I think I'm the newest, I'm definitely the newest member, right? Um, I think you are. I think you came in like a year after Rooney. Does that sound right? I, I couldn't tell you. Well, I, I guess, yeah, my, you wouldn't know, yeah. My second year. So, so um, clearly had more years on than that. Looking at the history, 2006. Was when he joined? No, no, it was with the first year. Oh, 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 okay, okay. So the so the so the league has been around for twelve years. Right. Yeah. Two thousand six was the first season we did it. Now, has the league always been in this format, in the style, full point PPR? You know the um, the one running back. Um. So actually, I, I let me go back. Two thousand five, we played on Yahoo, and then in two thousand six, we moved to ESPN. And I think since we moved to ESPN, it's been in this format except for PPR. We moved to PPR probably five years ago, give or take. Okay. But um, the, the, the roster has been the same throughout. And have the haves and the have-nots always been the same? Is there a cream of the crop in terms of fantasy owners, or is it a, um, is it a pretty balanced league? I would say it's been fairly balanced. Um, there's been some repeat champions... But there's been a fairly decent amount of people that have won once or whatever it might be as well. Um, so I'd say it's been fairly balanced. Now, I think there's been five or six people that haven't won still. In its entirety. And, and these are pretty much the same owners from Jump Street? Uh, for the most part, yeah. We've had a couple people in and out. But um, I don't think anyone that was in and out ever won the league. I could be wrong. But I'm just looking through the winners now and I think all the winners are still in the league yeah it looks like all the all the winners are still in the league initially we were a 12 team league and then we went to 14 yeah yeah it's 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 more challenging certainly to open up the league but it's also more fun um, just in terms of trying to find that hidden gem but I'll tell you what let me tell you what all right this is my new segment. It's called, let me tell you what. It, f- fantasy football has totally evolved into, um, I guess, just being more luck than anything else. Now, certainly you have to do your due diligence and find out who's playing each week and find out the depth chart, ranking orders, and all of that. But what I mean is fantasy football used to be um, a practice where you would get the best running back on the team, the best wide receiver on the team, the best quarterback, and that's sort of how you would build your, your team. You would draft the best of each position. But the more and more that football changes, you know, in, in, in the real league, it seems like now that there's almost, you know, it, it's, it's a total dice roll into who is going to be the best receiver on the team out of a core of three. I mean, look at teams like Detroit and Philadelphia and to a certain extent, I guess maybe teams like Kansas City or Los Angeles Rams, even though they have somewhat of a pecking order. One week, it's Cooper Cup going for 30 points. The next week, it's Robert Woods. The third week, it's Brandon Cooks. You know what I mean? It's not like you can, you know, just take a look at a team's roster, identify who the best players are on that team, and then do your draft that way. It's more about just getting as many chances um, as you can on teams that you project are going to have a good offense and just trying to scoop up as many players on that team as you as, as possible. 
Yeah, I think it's. I agree. It's definitely changed. You, before you knew there were certain players. Like if you had those players, you were gonna win. But now it's the, the, the offense is so much more different. That's why. I mean, you know, you you would never th- consider drafting a third receiver on a team because they weren't gonna get any any passes thrown their way. And but since two thousand six, it's shifted from. I mean, running backs are still key to have, but running backs would be the top fifteen picks or something stupid like that. Now you're, you're throwing running back, uh, wide receivers, or maybe even a tight end in there, depending on the year with Gronk, or but definitely a, a quarterback too for the the first pick. If you were doing a, a redraft league and everything was wide open, yeah, and and I mean, look at how many times just in the MIPA chat alone, we've had to post something along the lines of like. You know, Jordan Thomas scored two touchdowns. Who the who the fuck is Jordan Thomas? Like, where did that guy come from? And then you do a little bit of research, and it's like, oh, he was a he was a standout practice squad player for the first eight weeks, and he just moved up the chart. Like, it's it's one of the best things about fantasy football was you checked it on Monday, and then you set it and forget it for the week or Tuesday or, or whenever it was. But it's it's almost to the point where it's becoming like a roto league. You got to look every single day. Who's coming up? Who's coming down? Who's getting the reps? Who's on the first team? Who's on the second team? Ugh, it's too much. That's why I I can't do baseball anymore. Um, I, I actually I hadn't done baseball for four or five years, and then the MIPA baseball league. I was like, I was interested. I wanted to do it, and I was doing pretty well until you know the baby was born. Then it was all downhill from there. But I was I was checking it every day until that point. And then, so that was, you know, the end of June. So basically from July until September, I checked it maybe like four or five times. And I just was forgetting all about it. Whereas, like you said, at least for football, you check it on Monday or Wednesday and, you know, double check things on, actually you have to do things on Thursday now because it's a Thursday game. So then you have to check this weekend, the Saturday game. So you're forgetting about different things now. You're not in the playoffs. It doesn't really matter this weekend, but there's so many different days. Does matter. I want that free dinner. <laughs> yeah, I forgot for you. It doesn't matter for you. That is more than anything in my life. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you have to check it. Like and, and looking at the the waiver wire and all these other different things. So it's it's changed how many times you have to look at it. Whereas, like you said before, you checked it Wednesday for ad drops, and then on Saturday night or Sunday morning. Yeah, Sunday morning at like eleven thirty, you're like, let me just you know check the injury report and plug and play, and then I'll. I'll see you. I'll see you in 48 hours. But you know what? That was before red zone and everything too. I mean, it's you know, it's all changed. It's it's a um, it's a total 24/7 you know sports cycle now. Eventually, you know, I, it'll probably get to the point where you're, you know, playing it literally every day. There's probably going to be games every friggin' day of the week. Now, you exclusively watch red zone on Sundays, correct? Yeah, I haven't watched an actual football game since the playoffs last year. I think even when I had red zones, I don't have any more, but I never watched it. I just, I, I wanted to watch the Patriots play. And if they weren't playing, I might've watched it here and there, but I just, for some reason, I just never started to watch it. You know, it's, it's one of those things where I've always enjoyed football, but I've never enjoyed the minutia of the announcers talking about zone scheme blocking and and you know i just i don't care about challenges and things like that like it's one of those things where i i totally enjoy the fast-paced nature of is someone in the red zone no then turn the channel and find a game that is because i don't care about you know third and and seven on your own 30 when you're down 13 points it just doesn't matter to me at all i don't want to watch that Mm -hmm. 
So Red Zone has totally revolutionized. I mean, it's it's and it's not just me saying that. It's everybody. I think I think the the viewership has spoken in terms of what football is going to become in the future. It's it's you know there's always going to be the hardcores, the tryhards that are going to sit down and watch every single minute of 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 their home team game. But I don't know. Just like baseball, I think that's that's dying. That's on its way out. Now it's just about give me those scores, baby. Yeah, I. I find it other than the playoffs, I barely watched any baseball this was past season. Yeah, it's just too it's too much. It's just like I said, it's if you if you I, I mean I've been beating this horse for a year and a half now in the MIPA chat. It's just if you get baseball down to two and a half hours, you know, and make it a close game and, and I'm all in. But like you know, a game in, in the beginning of July at eleven o'clock on the West Coast trip yeah, like on a Tuesday? No, 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 no. Especially, Especially if you have other stupid things going on, or you have like you know kids. <laughs> it's like I'm not saying up to eleven o'clock to watch the Red Sox versus the Angels. Exactly, exactly. And then it's like, you know, I'll check the chat the next morning, and the last post is by Rooney or or, or Rick or something at like three thirty a.m. And it's like, oh, I can't believe the game just finished. Like, you friggin' suckers. Now, did you watch the uh, the eighteen inning game in the World Series? No. <laughs> See, I watched the entire thing, and uh, the MIPA thread is what partly kept me up. Um, yeah. But it was like, you know, Rick, I think it was Rooney, Justin, and I forget someone else was in on that as well. But, yeah, it was, you know, 3.30, everyone's finally going to sleep. But I, I was wide awake because, you know, partly watching the game, but then just going back and forth with everyone on the thread. So, I mean, that's where it came in handy. But if that was, like you said, in May, then there's no way in hell I'd be watching that game. Yeah, no, my experience with that game was going to bed at like 10 o'clock, waking up at 6 in the morning, putting on ESPN, <laughs> seeing that outcome, and thinking, what a bunch of idiots that stayed up all night watching that thing. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I'm not stupid. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my five hours of sleep or four hours of sleep that I got that day. All right, so we're done with baseball, as is the rest of the country. Let's get back into, uh, into this, this playoff round. Or Mipper in general, really, since this is our pilot episode. I guess we don't need to stick to any formats. We'll just keep throwing things against the wall and see what sticks. Um, you being one of the teams that um, decided fairly early in the season that it wasn't going to go your way, what is your, uh, I guess, thought process from your unique position of being a tanking team and securing that first-round pick, or that first overall first-round pick, um, I know there's been some some talk in the chat about trying to find ways to at least curb that a little bit so that half the league isn't selling in week four. What what do you think about that? I, I think that would be a good idea if we can try to come up with something. So like you said, not everyone. So half the teams are, or like a third of the teams are in the playoffs. A third have no clue. Uh, no, they're not going to be able to get into it. And then that middle third is waiting until like week six to decide if they're going to go one way or the other. Um so yeah, but I don't know how are we gonna come up with a a way to make sure everyone stays interested the entire the entire way. Other than if it's you know the free Hooters dinner or you know raising the stakes or cutting down on trades or I, I don't know how we would come up with that necessarily because yeah. you know you get to the point where you can say all right I, I, you know Garrish wants to take someone from my team so he can win. Why not get his draft pick so I can improve my team for next year? Yeah, there's no way to properly dissuade somebody from doing that when they look at their team and have a 
an honest opinion of it and think uh, this team is not good. I screwed up in the draft or whatever the case is, or like with the Le'Veon Bell situation, or in my case, everyone got hurt right away. And it's just like, um, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to tell somebody um, to wheel and deal all season long to try to dig out of that hole when you know it's a fruitless cause. But one thing that somebody posted that intrigued me was maybe paying out the high score each week as an alternative to maybe getting people to, to not dump their players so early. Yep. Uh, maybe chase that dragon. But again, you know, all it takes is one or two garish level teams to load up with three or four stud players. And it's like, they're going to score high every week. Do we really want to not only pay that guy every single week and then pay him the final prize at the end? You know, maybe, um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but, um, you know, I, this is only my second season in, so I don't have much of a foothold to complain either way. I mean, I'm definitely going to complain because that's my God-given right as an American. But, um, you know, <laughs> I, 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 don't know, I don't know if this is how the league works every year, but if I'm in year four, five, and six, and half the league is out of it by week three or four each year, uh, that, that's a problem. I don't like that. So I'm just kind of looking back from week 13 back and so far Al would have been the top scorer three of the last four weeks. Um, make it, make it four of the last five weeks. So yeah. So I mean, it might've been that, you know, like if, if it's the top team every week, then yeah. Al, oh my God. Al did really well this year. <laughs> he was 10 and three. <clears throat> But yeah, I'm, I'm just looking back, and you know, in week eight he scored 189 points, or week nine, 189 points. Um, yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, Gerrish, this is Gerrish's second high point. So yeah, I mean, I, I think Justin was in there for one time for a high score. Um, Gerrish again. So yeah, it would have been like Allen Gerrish back and forth, pretty much the entire season is looking like. Right. But I mean, I guess yeah. if. Uh, Justin's Justin 194. Wow. <laughs> God. Let's just end the league. Let's just close the league down, burn it to the ground, start from scratch. Maybe we'll do like a fantasy cricket. Oh, cricket. Yeah, that would, that would get everyone uh, up there. So, yeah, I, I've seen Al with four, Garish with three, Justin with two. So, it would have been just a, a few teams so far that would have gotten that uh, weak high score. Yeah. Well, then I don't know. Well, oh, Chris Sylvia, how did that happen? Didn't he have a pretty good team this year? Yeah, no, he, he got the uh, the bye in, uh, okay. this, this past week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Garish again. So, yeah, I mean, it, it would have... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's it's tough to tell. Al again. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like Al and Garish would have gotten five... Weeks each. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, specifically with, like, Al's team, you, more than anything, I think you can say that he's a one-player team, right? If he doesn't draft Mahomes, he's not winning 10 games, right? I mean, the guy averaged, what, like 40 points a game? So right off the bat, he's he's rolling into every single matchup with 40 points in his bucket. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, you know, it's it, – and I don't – I mean, maybe that's the new norm for the NFL. Maybe that's how it's always going to be. But it just seems like that's such an outlier that one player produces on that level. 
consistently, right? No, maybe, maybe no. Maybe Mahomes, that's just what football is now. Mahomes scored 40 points or more five times a season. Yeah. And then he had, like, what, a 50-point game? Yeah, he had 51 points against the Rams, that that game against the Rams. It's, it's almost like if you, if you have a couple of players from one of the teams, like, you know, the, the Rams and the Chiefs this year were just scoring points left and right. And if you had, you know, Goff or – although not this past week. Uh, <laughs> but if you had Goff or if you had um, – I appreciate that. Yes, that yes. Um, you know, in Kareem Hunt before everything happened with him. Right. Um, oh, what, what happened? I, I didn't hear. Oh, yeah, he had this little incident. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, like, you know, Gerrish had Gurley. So, you know, that was just getting fed like that. Um, well, you know who had Gurley before Gerrish? Who's that? Be Mike Long. And I believe after, you know what? I, I, you know, I don't want to put too much negativity on Mike. He didn't wait until week four to trade Gurley. He did it after the draft. Yep. Immediately after the draft is when he decided to trade the league's best player. So, you know, there are some teams that wait until their team's out of it, and there are some teams that wait until their team hasn't played a single game yet before they decide to tank. You know, Garish, he drafted James Conner. Um, yeah. So a, that a lucky break. So he said to me before the season started, "Hey, do you want Conner as a handcuff uh, to Bell?" And I said, "Nah, Bell's gonna play by week like three. <laughs> and that just went, you know, obviously did not work. And then I ended up trading him to Garish. Um, but like Connor, so he Connor did extremely well um, the entire season, and he was the sixth ranked running back this year for a guy that was supposed to be a two week player, a two week handcuff player, and then was never going to be heard from again. Right. And not only did he replace Bell completely in fantasy, he's literally replaced him on the team. Weird. NFL's weird, man. Yeah. It is. Okay, I, that's it. Thank, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just looking at, at my team, and I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You suck. Yeah. I, oh, man. I, I, I really thought I was going to have a decent team this year. You know, having Bell and Johnson for keepers, I thought that was pr- going to be pretty decent, and yeah, it well, just did not work out. If, if if somebody told me going into a draft that you were going to draft Bell and and, and Johnson or you were going to come away with your draft having those players, I mean, you probably can't ask for more than that, right? I mean, maybe you swap one for one of the other stud running backs, Gurley or, or Zeke or something, but you can't really ask for a better combo than that, too. Right. So for both right. of them to basically no-show the season... Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel super bad about that. I'd feel bad it happened, but that's of no fault of your own. It's not like you you didn't whiff on those players. They whiffed on themselves. It also didn't help that um, my first pick was in the second round, and I drafted Chris Hogan, so that was not the greatest picks. I'm going to retract my last statement that said you didn't whiff on those players because yikes. Yeah, yeah. And for some, oh, oh, so you thought because Edelman was out and because uh, Danny was gone that Hogan was gonna, was going to be a hundred catch, uh, fifteen hundred yard guy. I, I hope I, I maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like a lot of analysts thought that as well. So maybe I just bought into the hype way too much. 
Yeah. I think you were actually reading a lot of lacrosse forums. <laughs> Watch out for this Hogan fella. He's a player. So looking back at my draft, I, I went like all in or all out. Like I was, I was, gonna, I was either going to have a dominant team or obviously I had to, you know, my, my first three picks were Hogan, Duke Johnson, and Jordan Reed. So bringing it back to baseball, that would be <laughs> three strikes looking. <laughs> I mean, didn't even get the bat off your shoulder on those. Oh, huh? my God. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, I wow. I don't know what I was thinking in the draft. I must have been completely drunk during the draft because... 19's right around the corner. Yep. Fresh start. And you have at least my second round pick? I have your second. I have Garish's first. And then my first and second as well. So as long as you stay away from Chris Hogan <laughs> and Duke Johnson, yes. you should be in a pretty good, uh, pretty good pull position there. All right, what? Um, can you look at the at the full draft? Do you have that? Yeah, I have it right now. Yeah, I have it right now. Let's talk about steals and busts. Which team came away? Is it a slam dunk that Mahomes was steal of the draft? Where he was drafted, his position, his expectation. Let me find where he went. Player, do you think that uh, maybe snuck in there? And I guess you could. I guess Connor would be a pretty good candidate for that role. Uh, let's see. Al took Patrick Mahomes in the tenth round, so essentially in the eighth round. Okay. Yep. That's pretty good return, being the best uh, quarterback in the league. Yeah. D- yeah. Definitely. And Connors. Well, you said sixth, right? Running back. He was a sixth running back, but I, he might not have been drafted. No, he had to have been drafted. Oh, don't tell me. He wasn't drafted. Oh, stop. That's impossible. It's a 17-team league. Someone had to have taken Connor. Let me go back and double-check here, but it doesn't look like he was drafted. Yeah, I, I don't think he was drafted. I think Garish picked him up off the waiver wire. That um, That's a crime against nature. And it's stupid for me to not have drafted him. Yeah, oof. Yeah, for sure. Especially knowing Bell was going to miss even just a. Really? He wasn't drafted? Oh, God, that hurts so bad. Well, I will say, in dealing with Garish, I know he didn't do so hot in our Dynasty League. Um, but just observing him from afar, as I do with my telephoto lens in the bushes of his house, um, I will say he's a pretty savvy fantasy owner. He seems to know what he's doing. Uh, in terms of collecting talent, trading them away for picks, um, and repeating the process. Seems like he's always, you know, in it at the very end. I don't know how many times he's won either one of the leagues, but um, I've always been impressed. I've come away impressed with how he manages his fantasy team. Garish has the honor of, I think I think he's the only one to win both leagues the same season. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, you know, he's, um, I know that for in Dynasty at one point, he had, you know, probably the stupidest team I've ever seen one season when he had something like Julio, OBJ, he had Gronk, he had like, you know, I think maybe Todd Gurley and Zeke Elliott. I mean, he just had, you went down the list of his team, and it was like he was in the top three of each positional rank for every single roster spot. 
And I, I can remember screenshotting his roster a few times and sending it to different uh, group chats of friends and being like, look at this stupid team. Why am I even in this league? Right. Why is anyone right. in this league? You know? And um, weirdly enough, though, it didn't work out for him in Dynasty this year. I think he's kind of middle of the pack. That same season, he won MIPA, he won Dynasty, and he won the Kicker League. Wow. So he made a deal with the devil. So what's his comeuppance? What did he have to pay What's, other than his soul? And so far, he hasn't had to pay anything. He's been doing pretty well again. Damn, he beat the devil. I guess he's a pretty good fiddle player. So, yeah, that's that. All right. Well, can we talk about bust of the draft? Let's 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 move on. Who was the absolute? I mean, obviously it was Chris Hogan. Says <laughs> it's Chris Hogan easily. <laughs> you know, I mean, it may, you know, honestly, it might have also been Bell just keeping Bell and assuming he was going to play and just the whole. So not only did you get the first overall pick, you have the the honor of being the worst owner in terms of managing your roster. How about um, Jarek McKinnon? Listen. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. You know, I, I got fooled into the um, PPR machine. I thought, like, you know, he's only going to get 300 yards rushing, but he's going to catch, like, 80 balls because that's who he is. And um, it was actually the last week. No, it was the last practice of the last week before opening day is when he tore his ACL. I remember getting all of those reports. My phone was blowing up with ESPN, uh, you know, breaking news notifications. So looking at the first round, Saquon Barkley went first, Travis Kelsey went second, Jordan Howard, Stephon Diggs, Zach Ertz, Larry Fitzgerald, Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, McKinnon, Adam Thielen, Doug Baldwin, Jairus Landry, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson. God, there are a lot of, a lot of busts on that list. And so that's obviously taking away the keepers, but that was the first round. I mean, other than Barkley, that really stand. Well, no, Kelsey's a good pick. Yeah, and, true. And Thielen was a really good pick up until about two weeks ago. Um, but he's really dropped off a cliff. That whole team has. But everyone else on that list, woof. I mean, I like I said, I or like you said, I know the first what twenty eight players are already off the board. But geez, Louise, if someone told me that. You know, Jordan Howard, I, I guess you can't blame someone for drafting him because he's supposed to be the guy in a new, a newly revamped Chicago offense, but hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Barkley, Barkley and Kelsey were definitely okay there. Um, I guess you could just put Tyreek Hill into that category as well. Thielen. He, w- he came out of nowhere. He, ha- he was good last year. But I'm not sure he was a first-round pick warranted good. Who's that, Thielen? Yeah. Right? I mean, would you have, if someone said you got to take him in the first round after keepers, would you be okay with that? I guess if you knew what his production was going to be, yeah. I mean, look, looking back on it. So as long as we look into the future and we can see what's going to happen. Of course. Yeah. Well, I guess you're right. I don't know, looking back on it, I would say it was a good first-round pick. Well, yeah, but not at the time. I guess at the time you could say it was a stretch. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and whoever picked who 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 drafted Baldwin? Um, Finley. Well, Finley's never going to listen to this because he's only on Bumble. <laughs> but uh, you know, he he Baldwin was out the entire off season with a knee injury, and he even had quotes saying 
I'm not going to be healthy the entire year. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, maybe, maybe Finley also doesn't read the paper as the way, same way he, he avoids social media. But, um, yeah, that's that's a poor pick. That McKinnon's better than that. McKinnon, I couldn't have predicted he was going to get hurt, but at least I didn't draft a guy that said I'm not going to be 100 percent all year. So, uh, man, I'm just looking at the entire draft, and I would say, like, other than a couple people who drafted well, everyone else drafted really shittily. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fantasy football has become a it's it's become a coin flip. If if Mahomes has a typical rookie season and does even 75% of what he's done. Al, Al's not in the third seed. He's like, he's got seven wins maybe, or, you know, eight wins or something. You know, it's, it's, it's one player completely turns around your whole, your whole team. I'm just trying to pull up. What was the trade that ML and Garish did right after the draft? Um... Well, Gurley was sent to Garish for Jordan Howard and another player and ML's and Garish's first round pick. So it was Howard. Here it is. I want to say a wide receiver and Garish's first round for Gurley because then ML flipped Howard to me because I was stupid enough to take Howard after week two or three. When McKinnon went down, or maybe even week one, to be honest, it, it might—I I, might have—I might have reached out to ML the second McKinnon got hurt. All right, it doesn't have the. I'm just looking in the, in the on the the thread on the ESPN page, uh, yeah. and it doesn't specifically say all the players that were involved. But you can't, no, but you can. Um, yeah, I know. I got to go back to the actual transactions. Yeah, yeah, the league thing where we where we have to write our little post-it notes of what went down. Well, that's where I went into, but it doesn't have all the players involved. It just had like the draft picks. Had like the draft pick. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Come on, that's just shoddy work done by whoever posted. Uh, oh, Todd Gurley, top to bottom or bottom to top? Oh, this technology, man. I'll tell you what. Oh, it says anyway. Todd Gurley. Matt also trades fourth. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't list it. That's that's bad on Garish. That, oh no 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 no. Here we go. Here we go. It was Jordan Howard and Demarius Thomas. ML. ML cleaned up Garish's sloppy work. Oh, okay, okay. I see DT, okay. Yeah. So Howard and DT for... No. <laughs> nope, I misread that. DT was who I traded. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. This is, this is off the rails. This, yeah. this went off the rails quickly. Yeah, we are... Well, let's see. Let's talk... No, no, no. Don't, don't check the time. Don't, don't you don't want to know how much we've been going for. Yeah. Let's let's talk kicker league. Okay. How did that start? Who were the original six? I'm just throwing six in there as as a placeholder number. And is there any truth to the well documented rumor that you're going to be opening up the league for other people? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like the only rumor has been created by someone in, in Jersey uh, <laughs> that's trying to get that rumor started. I could be wrong. Those are very, very solid sources, I will say. Oh, okay. Um, the Kicker League's been going for 10 years now? I'm trying to pull up the uh, the league. Cause it, it's like, it just says, like, you know, Kicker League and whatever the Roman numerals are. Kicker League 
No, it's not Kicker League 8. Uh, he must not have updated it recently. But uh, James Hotelling, I think, was the one that originally started it up. And I forget how many teams. What's that? Who is that? A D-Malay connection. Ah, gross. Yes. Um, now, is he still in the in the Kicker League? Yeah, he's the commissioner. Oh, 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 oh. That's probably why it's run so poorly. <laughs> it's the easiest league to play in. That it's 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 run flawlessly. I mean, I believe that you believe that, but you really should open it up to another ten people and allow players to be drafted in two separate divisions, if you are, and then have the best of the best. I mean, that league has garnered so much interest from outside MIPA um, prospects. It's really the only... It, people join this MIPA league just for a crack at the kicker league. You, you understand <laughs> that, right? Nobody wants to play Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, but see, wet. <laughs> the, the kicker league is like completely separate from the MIPA league. I mean, it's it's there are really a whole bunch of different people involved in it. And it, I mean, there are some crossover, definitely. Um, but there's a lot of people in the kicker league that have never been part of MIPA. So it sounds like it needs a true coup d'etat and... Uh, and get rid of those that aren't crossover names half of <laughs> i'm just just listening to what you said half of the league is non-mipa well that should change or we should just create our own mipa league and make it better and make it a a kicker and punter league k and p baby what, what we need to do is figure out a a platform that can do the the three for the three phases league Oh, you think I would let the MIPA people be involved in the three phases? If we if, if we found a platform that could host that, I'm dumping all of you to the side. And I'm going to start my multi-billion dollar corporation. Because that's the, that's the greatest fantasy football idea of all time. Well, I don't know what to say other than it's... I don't know what to say. <laughs> we can't figure out how to do it. No, that's not true. We have figured out how to do it. In fact... I wrote a 45-page doctoral thesis on Facebook how to play in this league. We just don't have a platform that is savvy enough to compute all of our, you know, whatever information. It's just the offensive stats. You know, the, 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 the place kicker is easy. The defense, the special teams is easy. But we can't get the offense. It's just collecting all of the full offensive statistical tallies into one one score yeah yeah you know when we were dealing with flea flicker for that inaugural dynasty season i thought that that might be a platform because it it looks almost like an ex, an excel spreadsheet <laughs> so i'm like this might be a, a pretty good platform for the three phases but um i don't know have you seen what flea flicker looks like now it still looks very beta like as if they just said, this is good enough. I haven't been on the Flea Flicker since that first season of Dynasty, so I have no clue what it looks like. I know Rooney said in the thread, I think it was this morning, he's on Flea Flicker for another league, but I I don't know what it looks like. Rooney has a lot of hot takes that, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure have any merit. But they're fun. They're fun to, to argue against, that's for sure. Yes, you two, I think, are definitely the most active back and forth in the thread. Well, we have nothing else in our life. We um, will email in the morning and uh, lay out the format of what we're going to talk about in the MIPA chat. 
and we have timestamps on to one to post and it's all very regimented i know it doesn't seem that way but it is we're professionals so you have like that like you said the email thread going beforehand almost like you're like felgram mass talking about what you're gonna talk about during the show yes yes that is correct (laughs) all right so um listen before we get out of here i have some awards for the uh, inaugural mipa cast uh mipa regular season what is this number 12 13 whatever it was yeah all right, I have some awards for the owners that I have put a lot of work into and are not just making it up as I go right now. <laughs> let's go to the standings here. All right, um, let's see. My first award is going to go to Bizbot3000, and the category is person that I do not believe is a real person. This is her second time winning the award. I'm almost positive this is a burner account by Al or Rick or somebody. (laughs) Because um, it just doesn't make sense that somebody would be um, so anti-MIPA chat. I mean, I guess I would argue the same thing for Finley. But I've seen Finley in real life. I've played softball with him. I know that he's at least a human being. I have no contextual evidence that BizBot 3000 is anything other than an AI program developed <laughs> by the MIPA League. Can you refute any of that, or would you like to nominate somebody else? Well, I would say if, if you think it's some sort of digital person, it would have to be Holter. That's a good point. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did that's that's dynamite stuff, Monty. That's you're really bringing the bringing the fire. I'm trying. I'm trying. All, All right, right, keep going. What else you got? All right, next award. Let me look at the the standings again. Okay, how about um, this award goes to the person that shoot. I really got nothing. I didn't do any homework into this. Um, you would have had me. I, I thought you had done lots of homework for this part. No, 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 no. I said that I, I said that I did, but that was a lie. All right. This award, um, the category is, uh, let's see, person that does, you know what? I'm just going to end the podcast here because I got nothing left and I'm looking at the video screen. I see you typing on your phone, which tells me. That you have also mentally checked out of this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm getting ready to send you a picture of how long we've been going for, and you're going to throw up when you see it. Oh, no. I, I can tell how long we've been going for because Nancy's been yelling at me for the last 45 minutes. That supper has been ready. Yeah, I, keep, <laughs> I keep waving my hand off. So one of my favorite podcasts that we did was for Sports Night. It was when it was you, me, and Damien, and we talked for like almost two hours. And then like just after we finished, you hung and was like, yeah, I can never do that again. Nancy's about to kill me. <laughs> but this is different. This isn't a call-in show anymore. This is, this is now the future of, of radio and of TV and, and of everything, right? I mean, this is don't, – don't you think QATV needs to get into the podcasting business? We already are in some manner. Oh, are you talking about this right here? No, not this right here. No, we actually have like real podcasts that we post. <laughs> real podcasts. That's insulting. 
so yeah, you can go on and you can get some interviews with our morning show and um, other so different things that we. This is paid, unless this is a paid sponsorship, I don't want to hear about QATV's programming. Okay, well, well, fair enough. But we we are somewhat using their equipment to to use this to post this. Oh, well, that's QATV every <laughs> night between nine and eleven. All right. So what's next? Next week, we'll uh, we'll talk about the second round. All right. Yeah. We'll so actual yeah. awards. I'll do some more homework and come up with one more award for for next week. Yes. And, um, yes. And then we'll discuss further opening up the kicker league. I don't know about that. Okay. So <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to shut that down right that then and there. there. I mean, I don't accept that, but we'll see how we'll just we'll we'll play it by ear. We'll just put a pin in that one. All right, so we are going to be doing this somewhat more often, and we're going to try to expand it to other people. And we were using the Messenger app, and it worked out fairly well for this. So hopefully other people could join in, and maybe at some point we'll do one of those massive MIPA thread chats and, and see how poorly it goes. Yeah, I, I, I'm on board with all of that. I, um, Being a parent of multiple children now, I don't have a life outside of, of that. So I have nothing going on. My entire life is now going to be dedicated to this podcast. I'm not going to do any research prior to the show. Oh, no. During the three hours that we talk each week <laughs> on the podcast, that will be my life. I promise you that. And now, Seth, you actually made an investment for this podcast as well, like an actual monetary investment to have equipment to use. Yeah, I bought a $75,000 soundboard, which, you know, at first glance is like, whoa, that's a lot of money. But I feel like I'm going to get a lot of use out of it. Um, and if I don't, I kept the receipt. <laughs> no, but this isn't going to be my... I mean, I mean, let's be real. This is just a stepping stone to our own... Well, I say our own. The, the, the MIPA becoming more of a national, you know, uh, brand. Sort of like... I know that we... In the MIPA chat, we talk a lot about the ringer and barstool, and I think that we're already on the same level, at least in terms of journalism. Yeah. So I feel like our content is better anyway, and our contributors are somewhat funnier. At least we know how to properly rate food, unlike the uh, the other guys there across the street. So, you know, it's just a matter of time before we take over the world. And the MIPACast will have a multitude of casts to be downloaded. Uh, yeah, sure. All <laughs> right, here's the outro song that I wrote. Doop, 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 doop. It's the MIPACast, and that was all. But next week, we'll have some more. Ba-doop, ba-doop, dap, doop, doop. Bizbot isn't real. Boop. That's it. Good night. Good night.